0: This. This, this is Diversified Game Game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kelly, and today on Diversified Game, you are in for a real treat. I have heard this brother's podcast, so I know he's going to drop gems that will have you really need to write some of the stuff that he's going to say down, because these are life lessons that you can only get at a certain age. I know at 20, you thought you know everything, and you, know, you had it figured out. Maybe you've made a couple of dollars, but today I have Solomon Ali. He is the consultant's consultant. He works in the oil and industry, and he has so many different businesses and ventures. And if you want to hear the whole hoopla, yes, he has you know covered more than hundreds of millions of dollars in his business, and he's always in a fly suit. So make sure you take note on that, too. Solomon, welcome to the show.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's a joy and a pleasure to be here with you this morning.
0: Well, well, I mean, I I just, I'm honored um, in checking your resume out because now I think we're in a, like, uh, tell me, tell me if this is true or not, but it's like, everybody has a business, no matter what that business is. And, and it's like, you know, some businesses are going to grow and some businesses are going to slow, but it's because unlike you, they haven't developed systems. So have you seen the uptick in, you know, everyone being an entrepreneur,
1: Um, It's coming very slowly. Um, It hasn't really begun yet because the government has been belling and providing a lot of assistance. But in the days to come, what you're going to start looking at is employers determining that because of COVID, oh, we can go ahead and keep people working from home remotely. But it really started before COVID. It started with artificial intelligence. It started with the last recession in 2008, where they started automating their plants. So everyone's going to be actually looking to say, oh, wait, I can let that employee work from home, become an independent contractor, rather than an employee. And they're going to look at the benefits. Here's a couple of benefits. I don't have to pay taxes. Okay. I won't have to pay medical insurance, things of that nature. And then I don't have to have this big overhead cost. And so COVID has just provided the foundation for everyone to kind of test the playing field. Okay, yeah,
0: I, personally, I'm one of those people. I don't want to have to worry about your vacation, your healthcare. I'd rather hire your business. It just makes life a lot smoother in the different businesses that, that we have. I mean, sometimes you can't get away from you know, having employees, but I want the team members, as Dave Ramsey has always you know, preached about, Um, what have you seen, you know, with folks, with the business change, what do especially young entrepreneurs need to kind of focus on that you've seen them, you maybe lack and say, you know what, You, you can't do at this level and do still do this. Is there anything, you know, words of wisdom?
1: Well, I would say right now, based on where we are currently in the economy, and this is extremely important. Do not try to go it alone. If you have a business idea or if you're in business, begin to trim the fat, first and foremost, but then second, start looking for some joint ventures, some partnerships, someone that may be a little bit more capitalized, or... Maybe you're at the same capital structure and cash flow, but partner together to bring down your overall cost, because you're going to have to do that to survive this economic change. And it will be an economic change. Um, People are starting, look, we're at about 60 million unemployment. I predicted that we would be somewhere between 65 and 70 million, and we're ramping up about time the fourth quarter hit, we will be there companies are not going to be hiring people back. The government is not going to continue to bail the people out. Everyone's gonna have to figure it out. Now here's the thing, as an employer, I can get rid of 10 employees and go to the bank and say, I wanna finance one robot to replace those 10 employees. So we went from the shift, as I stated earlier, to make them independent contractors. So then now I'm getting rid of most of my independent contractors as well, because now I can get rid of them and only use one or two independent contractors to help oversee the robots and their artificial intelligence. People that look like me, it's extremely important that you understand that's where our economy and our society is going. Okay. That The robots will be your new slaves. That will bring more profit to the companies. So artificial intelligence and everything of that nature is where we're going. And that's how we're looking at it. The other thing is hey, blockchain, um, XBRL. You know, a friend of mine, we were speaking the other day. And we were talking about Senator um, Cory Booker when he was talking about Black Wealth Matters. And he was stating why it matters. And I was like, oh, my God. I sound just like um, Senator Cory Booker, or he sounds like me, whichever way you want to say it. But I've been speaking about Blackwell for a long time, why it's so important. As one who sat on three publicly traded companies, raised capital for them, and took two of those three to corner the market and become leaders within the industry and dominate, especially as minority companies by far. That's important. Well, what um, Senator Cory Booker said was this he said the biggest problem that people that look like us have is access to capital. And if we had access to capital, we can contribute $1.5 trillion to the U.S. economy.
0: What is your thought on the whole AI? I mean, I read books like the future is faster than you think. And, you know, I I want to know and be in that future and, you know, try to do all the futurist type things. What is your thoughts on that? Um, Is that something you're looking forward to? Or is that something that you're like, we're taking it too fast?
1: Um, I think we are taking it too fast. And perhaps a lot of society is not ready for it. However, the question, am I looking forward to it? Absolutely because I'm in the business of helping small to mid-sized companies um, that look like me, especially to scale and to grow. And they will be able to take advantage of that strategic strategy and getting the financing that they need to actually take advantage of that and be the leaders in the industry. And not, you know, I don't believe in that. Get there first. Okay. Sometimes getting there first just means you're the first one to get killed. okay? So I want to get there and know what the playing field looks like and what the naysayers and everything. So sometimes being the first one ain't the greatest. Sometimes it's okay to be second or third. (laughs) It's the guy in the company who can outlast everyone else uh, and just be consistent. And that's tough. And again, right now it's partnerships. You need to be looking, if you're a person of color, you need to be looking at partnering with other people in different businesses. Because as businesses, I have a friend. um, I've known him a while. He has a cigar lounge. And we're starting to do roll-ups. Bars that are going out of business, small restaurants, and converting them to cigar lounges. And everyone's like, well, that's crazy. They're going out of business. I said, well, when everyone's running out the building, that's the time for you to go ahead and go to the building, put out the fire, and then sit and know that you can rebuild it. And so what I mean by that is, look, it's real simple. If we can mass two or 300 companies over the next 24 months, while the prices and everything are cheap and frugal, take over existing leases and things of that nature. Now, maybe we can only operate out of, let's say, two or 300. Maybe we can only operate... of that and leave the other ones dormant and carry the losses. And that's why it's so important being a publicly traded company, because now you have access to capital to help carry those losses. So when the market comes back in 24 to 36 months, you can bring all the units back online as a publicly traded company. And now all of a sudden it's worth billions of dollars. See. And that's what, that's one of the things that folks
0: listen to you and on your, your podcast, and even your YouTube, um, you know, you talk about if things are not profitable. And I don't think a lot of folks who look like us understand. They think that the first day you open up for business, you're going to make a profit. No, you... <laughs>
1: Right, <laughs> I feel you on that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and you have to be have you know sustain and know that you know your your rent might have to be paid from that job you're working now. You know, however, you got to start where you need to start. But they That's they can really. Yeah. They, you really preach that. So all your links and everything will be in the description box because I think folks need to hear that because right now, and it bothers me where when I see every time I turn on a social media platform, I'm hearing, Oh, you want to be a multimillionaire want to be financially free. And it's some new program, usually a MLM, you know, some network marketing mm-hmm. thing where someone like you, I'm sure you get people reach out to you all the day. You'd be great for this Solomon. You're a people person. And I got other things I want to do. (laughs) So, I mean, talk, talk about, you know, that um, how do you prepare your mind to take a loss, especially if you don't have, you know, angel investors or or venture capital?
1: Well, um, you froze on me a little bit, um, but I think what you said, how do you prepare your mind and people to take a loss when you don't have angel investors or venture capital? And you know, I, look, you got to find a person like a Solomon, Ollie, and I'm going to be honest. You know, at a stage of my life, I'm here to help people because it's hard, is it? It's extremely hard, and you're not going to get there by yourself. You need to surround yourself with people who are far smarter than you, who are very talented in their expertise, okay? And that's what I mean by smarter than you and their expertise, because no one can know it all. When you get a person like myself, you're getting access to my attorneys. You're not talking directly to my attorneys, but you, you're asking me a question and I'm able to go say, hey, can you give me the answer to this? I'm already paying them. They're already on retainer. So my clients get to take advantage of that. You get access basically to my accounting professionals. Again, you're not talking to them or dealing with them, but I'm able to go solve those difficult questions that you may have. Otherwise you would be paying for it. And that's where hiring professionals that can have a network to support you. You know, same with marketing. You hire a professional who understands marketing and everything of that nature, like you shared some information with me earlier. When they understand it, they're bringing their own network with them that as an entrepreneur, as a person that's young in business, get to take advantage of. And a lot of times what you hear is people saying, hey, I can't afford that. No, you can't afford not to. Otherwise, that stumble bumbling until you make it, that's a very long journey. And if you get the experts and everyone around you, you can shorten your journey and pick up a lot of wisdom to be able to make better decisions and understand and have people that's confident that give you solid information um, so you can go ahead and leapfrog uh, ahead of everyone else.
0: And before, you know, folks start emailing you um, and trying to, you know, call you, I always like to, you know, let consultants kind of say where they need to start at range wise, because I tell people, you know, they'll call you and say, hey, I got my last and and it's to sell their car to work with you. But in what range of entrepreneur should reach out to you so you don't have someone saying, hey, I got $500, Solomon. Uh, can, can you know where can you take me
1: um you know that would be kind of difficult and the first thing i would tell someone is this I, I like working with companies of all size if i like the project and everything i'm definitely willing to try to get in there and help the biggest thing for me is you got to listen the first time that you don't listen i'm gone uh, i have no time for it um and I don't say that to be cocky because I don't want to be cocky, but time is valuable. And it's like I tell my kids and the young people around me, obedience brings rewards. Disobedience brings correction. And so when you're disobedient and you want to do it all your way, well, then you're going to learn the hard way. You just got that hard head and have to learn the hard way. But when you're obedient, okay, you might not agree with everything, but you're still complying and doing what you're supposed to wow, you get rewarded. And a lot of times you're getting rewarded off other people's information. So let me answer your question. I like companies between three to five million and up that's been in business at least three to five years because they at least have some scalability that we can help move them very quickly to the next level. My goal and objective is you got a company three to five million. I want to help take you to a 50 $100 $100 million company, definitely in market cap. I want you to have a exit strategy out because most entrepreneurs go into business thinking it's going to last forever, not realizing, hey, I need an exit strategy out. If I get sick and my business has been dependent on me, I'm out of business. I have no business, but if I'm a publicly traded company or if I'm joint ventured or partner with people, okay, and I get sick, I'm still in business. I still have an income. And a lot of times we as people of color, we don't think about that because we don't know to think about that. We're looking at it from a different lens set and we're thinking, oh, wow, I can do this. And we get a couple of clients and we start making a little bit of money and we get really excited about that. And then all of a sudden when something bad happens, we find ourselves struggling and not having enough capital or being undercapitalized. And I always tell people, before you start spending your money on equipment, on business cards, websites, you need to look and get access to more capital because the majority of businesses fail in the first five years because of a lack of capital. So why would you even place yourself and your family in that position for failure? Don't do it. I'm telling you, don't do it. You can't no longer say, oh, I didn't know. Because Solomon is telling you, do not do that. (laughs) Okay? Because all you will be doing is running into a brick wall and hurting yourself and your resources. There's a better way. Learn from all my failures.
0: And and you definitely
1: have the, you know, on your beautiful website, the
0: information there for them to get started, you know, so much to read and, and just, you know, even view for those who say, I don't have time to read anymore, which is kind of scary when people don't have time to read. <laughs> well,
1: uh, Hey, we, we have audio books now, so grab boy. audio. <laughs> no excuse. Um, you know, listen, I don't want to pitch me. I'm saying to entrepreneurs of minorities, the people that look like me, please go get professionals and surround yourself with professionals. And I don't just mean anyone. Don't go get, oh, my sister has a boyfriend who's got a cousin and he, he's a CPA. But if he's not good in his industry, if he's not known in his industry, going to get him is just going to cost and be a bill to you. Go get people who are known in their industry who are good at what they do, people who are willing to listen to your vision and help you to take that vision to the next level. And also understand when you do that, you may have to give up a small piece of that equity in your company for these people to take their time and resources, because most of them will do it for no money or very little money if they believe in what you're doing and if they believe in the company and if they own a little piece.
0: Yeah. And, and I think it's hard sometimes for people to want to give that share in our community. You know, sharing is what? I didn't even make the money I thought I was going to make it. You want me to already get a piece? Because I, I, I definitely love to start businesses. The Whoever is with me, you can manage that. I want to be more on the strategy and, you know, let's connect. But speaking of connections, I mean, you've done, you know, so many big deals. Have you um, done anything on the continent of Africa?
1: Um, We haven't done anything yet, but we are doing business in um, Nigeria. Um, And so we went out there earlier this year and we're very excited about a bottling plant. We're very excited about a 25,000 acre farm Um, and we're, we're very excited about also a Paper um, dis- distributor. So we're excited about those things. Um, and we-, we think that's going to come to fruition. That's going to be really huge. <laughs> you know, I-, I look at Africa, and let me say that this way, and I want people to understand this. Okay. I'm 56 years old. I barely knew what was going on in the 70s, but I remember how businesses look and what the feel of things were. When I went to Africa, here's what I saw. I saw the seventies. I saw that's where they were. So I realized, Oh wait, this is a great opportunity. This is a blessing to be a blessing to other people and help people who look like me, but it's also a blessing to me to be able to invest and help them and place resources there and share in the growth of what may come. Okay. And so I would say that to any successful, um, entrepreneur or just person of color right now, hey, if you're looking for places to invest your money, you always want to be looking at emerging markets. And Africa is a great place. Now, a lot of the billionaires currently are doing China, and I'm sure that's great for them. But they don't look like me. And it's not that I wouldn't invest with them, but they don't look like me. My people need the help. And so that's who I'm trying to champion for right now is to help my people, people that look like me.
0: Now, when you went to Nigeria and if that was your first trip to Africa, did you feel some of the stress coming off of you when, you know, you landed and you got in and you saw that, you know, this isn't Atlanta where most people look like you? everybody pretty much looks like you did you get any of that off of you
1: man I don't know here and I'm saying I don't know this way um it was awesome it was the first time I ever gone I had never gone I've been all over the world and I had never gone there and it was like I'm not gonna say it was stress I'm gonna just say you were lighter you felt lighter. Um, the person that host us, um, his family was great, the um, servants and everything was great. I mean, it was just amazing. And then as we moved on the local economy and things of that nature, um, they did have to have guards for us though. Um, but as we moved, we, we were received everywhere with um, open arms. And they were looking forward to doing business with us, and they want to do business with people who look like them they um you know some of the comments these are not my comments, but some of the comments were hey, people come over here of different persuasions, and they tell us one thing to steal from us and You know, I assure them, I'm not here to steal from you. All I want to do is help you to grow it from what I've already seen. Because for me, it was like going back into time and I've seen it and it's like, oh, wow. So I kind of sort of know the outcome. And I also kind of sort of know what the works involve. But it's like how they do business is so beautiful. Um, And the trust level that they have in place in people. And I mean, you, you won't find harder working people. You have China over there. You have a lot of um, Brit, British over there, Europeans over there. And, you know, you have a few Americans over there. But you don't have us over there as black Americans going back and saying, OK, I can invest in this um, company and help it to grow and understand because, you know, when you invest in something, it's not immediate where you see a return. It takes time. And sometimes, depending on the management and the people you're investing in, there goes a learning curve that everyone has to go through. So, you have to be patient with that. And you have to be willing to roll up your sleeves and be very strategic in helping them to grow. So, but, you know, I, I will say I loved it. Um, I have diabetes. So, when I was there, my bags came the day I was leaving, uh, so I didn't have my medication, and so they gave me some morango and exercise, and I thought my diabetes would be out of control, and man, it it was lower than it ever was. I was checking my... blood levels, and it had dropped all the way down. I said, oh, wow, this is great. <laughs> okay. So it, the eating um, and everything of that nature, the food was great. The people were great. I think we were hosted by three people, um, three different um, families after they got to um, meet us and know us, they wanted to host us too. and So we, we had a beautiful time, and it's a place that I want to do business at.
0: Awesome. Any plans on maybe having a uh, satellite office and maybe home there because homes, I mean, homes there are just immaculate, you know, and you, 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 you talked about the house help. I always tell, um, my wife is from Cameroon. And I would say, this is how I should have grew up, <laughs> you know. I thought we had a, a nice home. I said, but well, we didn't have, you know, this many house helps. And, you know, many of them are family members, whatnot. And so it's just, I, you know, I said, this is the life. Um, and I love going any, anywhere in Africa, you have that. Because, you know, with $3,000 a month, you're, 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 you're rich, you know, you're wealthy. Um, yeah. But yeah, any plans on possible, you know, having a, a second home there?
1: Um, you know, a friend of mine, um, in fact, it's a friend that um, has a chain of um, bars, that um, cigar lounges that we're starting. He, he was thinking about it. And I had thought about it in 2012, owning a um, piece of property there. And I'm still thinking about it, um, especially with everything that's going on in the economy um, today here in the United States. And like you said, look, your money goes a lot further there. A lot further. And so, it, it what your money in the comfort of living that it brings you, and you know the people that help you in the house, the cooks, the people that clean, and things like that um, that opens the gate for you, that drives you around. I mean, on three to five thousand dollars, that's how you live. <laughs> You're not living that way here in the United <laughs> States, okay? So. Who would not want a better quality of life? I mean, you know, it's just a truly a better quality of life in so many um, areas. And then your spirit just feels so much lighter. It, It just feels great. So, you know, again, black wealth, I think it's important for everyone to see it and they get to see it and they inspiring and you see more people trying to help each other. Um, there. So that, that's all important. So yes, I can see myself living there.
0: Okay. Okay. No, that's, I I, I love it. I am, you know, Mr. Africa. Um, I, I, re, I replace my whole wardrobe besides suits. I replace my whole wardrobe in Africa when I go because I'll have things like this where I just, it feels like it's custom made for me. And oh. I just, you know, <laughs> I get it. I get it. I also think that a lot of times, um, while, you know, being from the US, our culture of what used to be has been taken from us. So I remember going through Memphis in something like this, but it was more extravagant. And folks saying, I ain't never seen that before. And I said, this is your culture. This is what you, this is what you've created. You know, we got FUBU here and all that, but you know, this is us. So I, I just love being in Africa and have an Africa plan and all that. I'm going to send you something in the email on, on that. Cause I could talk about that all day, but that
1: would be great.
0: Yeah what is with all your success, your, you know, community give back that you are doing or that you've done or that you want to do in the future?
1: Well, you know, what we tried to do is we know that a lot of churches and things of that nature would be struggling. So we set up a program so that churches could be able to um, receive um monies and things like that and it was basically giving away smart technology to um, their members something that most of them are probably already paying for on a monthly basis so they may as well sign it up with the church get a smart home increase the value of their home with the smart technology right Um, and take advantage of that to increase their value of their home and their property, secure their safety, especially in the times to come, because things are going to get a little crazy um, here in the United States when people can't find jobs and realize, oh, they're not taking me back. Um, But just to let their church know, hey, let me sign up portion of all what I pay a month goes to the church. So that helps the church and the pastor to keep the messages out and things of that nature. And we didn't restrict it to any denomination because I believe people come from all walks of life. People come from all faiths. And I believe, you know, if you're called and you're hearing from God or the universe, and some people just call it different things. But I think we all agree that there's one superior being out there somewhere that has an influence over each and every one of our lives. And so um, that, that's what we tried to do for them. In the future, you know, you had mentioned MLMs. We're starting a similar thing to an MLM. Was one of the things that I didn't like about MLM is they want people to buy stuff, mm-hmm. okay? And then you unteach them. Why should they have to buy it? And so I'm like, no, let's give them the equipment. Let's give it to them. No more buying it. Let's give it to them so that they can go out and make money. And let's train and let's teach them and mentor them so that they can be successful. See, we got to stop looking for the quick way. And I say we, I'm not talking about people of color now. I'm talking about uh, the American society, okay? Because they start these MLMs and part of how they make their money is by charging the people who sign up in the MLM to do what? buy the equipment or whatever and then that's their inventory um and i'm saying no that's the wrong way to do it if you want to truly help people you bring them in you mentor you train them you show them what they need to do and then you provide the stuff for them to go sell at your cost and you hold that inventory and so that's something that we're looking to um move forward with very quickly. So we have some people out of Atlanta that we may be um, working with um, that currently have a pretty good um, MLM company that we will introduce the smart technology to and allow them to go ahead and do that.
0: Okay, okay, I'd, I'd like to see that when, it, when it's out. I, I I like to see what is new. Um, the The latest and greatest MLM that I've seen is in the Forex market and I have like a Forex broker who, you know, you give some money and they manage it and all that. And I I really don't want to gamble. I'm a Raiders fan. So no form of gambling (laughs) or (laughs) investing do, you know, I don't, I don't want to focus on that all day because we'll be up, you know, by halftime and then it's that third and fourth quarter and you're like, I don't want to know about it. So like stock, if I can just have it just kind of sit, do its thing. I haven't lost any money yet. Awesome. But, um, you know, there's so many different ways of people doing these MLMs. And um, I never say that I down them. I just tell people, I'm not going to join your thing to go see anything from me, but some consulting and some PR services and for the other businesses, some health care, you know, we got a sick relative, whatnot, we'll send somebody if you're in our region for companion care. But that MLM is not, no, no, no. Um, so no, that, that's a, a, a great thing. Is there anything that keeps you up at night that you wish there was like a message that you could just tell the people, you know, trying to do business, um, that you wish they could hear you and that people, maybe they're like deaf at times. Like I tell people, you just got to start, you got to start and you got to find a mentor like you were saying, or a coach, and that's going to cost you, but so does your cable. So does your phone bill, you know, is there any like message that you might, is just you wish if our p- community could get this, they'd be in a better
1: place? Um, yes, there is. And what I would say is this, it's important for us to understand this. We are the largest consumers in the United States of America. We are the largest consumers. The United States of America is one of the largest, if not the largest economy in the world. We represent a roughly five to seven percent of the GDP. Okay, that's what um, we're representing. That's about one point something trillion dollars going towards the GDP. That's huge. Yet we own less than thirteen percent. No, I'm sorry. We we make up less than thirteen percent of the population, and we have less than five percent of the wealth. So how could we be spending so much money and we're spending it with companies that don't appreciate us and with um, officials that don't appreciate us and value what we value. And what I mean, value what we value, value our lives, value our social well-being, okay? Okay. Because if they valued our lives and they valued our social well-being, they would make sure we have access to capital. Because everyone knows that if you have a weak link, your economy can only be as strong as the weakest link. So if I can lift everyone up, I would have a stronger economy. I would have a stronger basis if all my people were doing well. And that's one of the things that I believe that we have felt here in the United States and that, like, when you go to Africa, they're, they're getting it. They're seeing it. They're uniting together. They're putting, putting their differences aside and saying, okay, no, we all need to rise and be able to have wealth in a measurable amount, okay? And that's it. You know, so once we get that, you know, that's extremely important. The other thing is, look, if a guy like myself didn't go to college, okay, well, I did go to college, I didn't finish, um, just a high school grad and had to learn all of this, and it's taken 34 years, guess what? You don't have to take 34 years, and you don't have to be a college grad. You have to have the desire, you have to, you know, I say, don't, you don't have to lie, cheat, or steal in business a lot of people lie, cheat, and steal. Why? Because they can't do the work. That's why people lie, cheat, and steal, because they can't do the work. But when you can do the work, you don't have to lie, cheat, and steal, okay? Because people will need your service, their products, if they're good, if they do what they say they're supposed to do. And so, you know, when I, I, I lost a lot of money before. I lost a lot of wealth. And I I had some really crazy thoughts that um, I wasn't worth being here and I couldn't make it back. So I associated the wealth with who I was. And that was crazy. Um, And then I made it all back and things like that. But how I made it back, the first step was people believed in me when I didn't believe in me. So surround yourself with people who believe in you, people who will speak greatness into you, as my friend Les Brown says. People Mm -hmm. that will talk to you, uplift you, encourage you, not tell you or blow smoke up your butt, but really tell you what's what and talk and speak to you of encouragement, help to get you up, people who see something in you, Mm -hmm. okay? Because we're not always going to hit it out the park. Sometimes we're going to strike out. And so when you have people like that around you, that's looking after you. Okay. And you're looking after other people like that. That's where that power becomes. And it becomes so important. The other thing I did was this, go and be a service to someone else. Go be a service to someone else and don't charge them anything. Don't charge. See, you know, when you don't charge someone something, we think we're losing. But if you understand God and the universal principles, you can't outgive him. So it's got to come back. But if I think it's got to be me, 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 and I got to get everything I got to get, guess what? Ain't nothing coming back because you already got everything you were supposed to get. So there ain't nothing else for the universe or God to give you. So I would rather get it from the universe or get it from God than to get it from the man I just helped. When I know his supply is very limited, (laughs) okay. (laughs) So if I go help one person, I may get 10 clients. So the next thing I did was turned around and I said, okay, I'll do this job on a promise to pay me. And people said, okay, we'll pay you $200,000. And if you perform and get the stuff done and everything like that, we'll pay you. And I told them one, one other thing. I don't want you to pay me in cash. I want to be able to convert it to your stock at a discount to the market price. And they said, oh, great, because that was a win-win for them, because now they had more cash and everything to work with, and they only had to pay me on the back end. And then it still wouldn't have been cash. It would have been equity in their company. And it's like, oh, they only, I only got paid if I performed. See, we need to get back to if you can do what you say you can do, then do it. Stop taking people money because you're trying to meet a bill or a car notice. No, stop. Either you can do what you said or you can't. And if you can't, go figure out why you can't do it before you go out and trying to be in business and say, hey, I'm good at something or I can do this. Don't do that to people. That hurts people. Go out, get good, be proficient and say, okay. I can do your accounting. And if your books and everything are right, I know you're going to be looking to get loans. Now, okay, you can pay. See, when you do it that way, when you're providing a true service or a true product, when you do it that way, everyone benefits and everyone wins. But when you tell people you can do something and you can't do it, then guess what? Everyone loses. Everyone loses.
0: So so true. And that goes whether you're a police officer where your job is to protect and serve and not gun people down or exactly. beat bit people up with the you know billy club and if you can't do the job like you said don't don't do it and especially in you know public relations and marketing i find people oh yeah i can do it i can do it okay we'll, we'll give you a try but they have you know if you fall short, you won't be hired again. And with every job, husband, whatever, you should be able to do the job. I, I find that people's word nowadays isn't like what my father and grandfather would say. Like your word is all you have, no it's matter your bond. <laughs> your bond. And, and people will say anything. And I got shocked trying to buy a new car recently. And I come to Florida and they were doing things that are illegal in California. And in certain you know states where they make money off the um the financing right there's things that rules in california that you can't do that and i'm like hold on cash isn't king anymore when buying a car i got cash i'm not i got cash money whatever that amount is and they're like nope because they want to make that one percent because their boss is going to be happy and that old school way of doing business um, I respect it, but I also check it because we're going to do a new business if you want to sell me a car because I'll go ship my car from wherever and and you they can bring it. And it's, it's not like this is a, you know, a luxury car or anything. I just want a family car um, that fits everybody. So I, I think there's a, a new shift and I'm here for the shift uh, I, because I've prepared for the shift and because I'm kind of in that tech space as well, I, I'm ready for it. Unlike these businesses, we're like, how does Zoom work? And my Zoom, like you said, is freezing. But Zoom was not even ready for this many people to be on Zoom. Exactly. So things freeze at times and it sucks, but we do our best and we keep pushing. So I, I love that that wisdom where can people get, you know, your books and your one-on-one or your group counseling uh, sessions and mentor sessions? How can they get more?
1: Um, The best place for them to go is to SolomonRCali.info. Again, that's SolomonRCali.info. And just go to our website and kind of just browse through it. Um, share it with a friend, but just go through it. And the reason I say share it with a friend, not just so more people go to my site so you can have someone to talk and bounce it off of and say, well, hey, I read this, what was your understanding? Because see, sometimes you can go look at someone's website and you can read it, but your digestion of the information may be different. But then when you collaborate with someone else and have a conversation, with someone else and see what they thought. Now all of a sudden iron begins to sharpen iron and now you start, the lights start coming on of, oh, okay, here's what these services and here's how this can help and benefit me. Well,
0: Sir Solomon. The wise man from the scriptures. I thank you for coming on Diversified Game and giving and sharing the game with us. I don't want to give the people a game overload because, you know, with this ADHD generation, they'll they'll stress out before they try to figure it out. So you guys take, and I thank you for coming on. We'll continue this off air, but you guys
1: be blessed. Thank you so much for having me.